This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com and anthony. it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, at CurseySmurfErica, and of course, at NerdcastRadio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. Your nerd home away from home. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Mikey. Super Mikey. Special Mikey. Man, it's been a while. Along with me is Super Vegan Brian. Hello, nurse. And Kirstie Smurf Erica. Hola. Have we gotten a signal from Anthony yet? No. The, 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 you know the little blinky light that we put on top of that converted VCR for the, the extra dimensional portal? It is not blinked. So I, I don't know where he is. Uh, to be granted, we got a voicemail from him like right after he went through to the Citadel to check on the new Morty presidency. And he was like, hey, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, then it got really garbled. And then I heard like Nazi, uh, Morty, patch, floating bodies, and then nothing. Was the hey, yeah, it's really cool, like higher pitch than we're used to hearing from Anthony? Like because hey, yeah, it's really cool. Doesn't sound like something Anthony would say. That, you know what? You're right. It was really squeaky. And there was a lot of um in there. Um, so we're actually going to be talking about Rick and Morty this morning. <laughs> yes, we but, are. We're going to talk about Rick and Morty. But first, what do we got to do, Brian? But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? And what's nerdy with you? The three of us will share the nerdiest thing we did this week. And at the end, we will use Michael Myler's widgets to vote on who had the nerdiest thing this week. And the winner gets the widgets. Percy Smurf, Erica, you are first. What was nerdy with you this week? I was playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on my husband's PlayStation. And it was a, a his birthday gift. But after I put the girls to bed at night, it's like the only like time I have to get to play. So um, I was playing it and I realized that one of the buttons was sticking. And I guess Amelia had been playing with it and she had jelly on her hand. So they're essentially jelly in this button now. I was like, I can't, I can't fucking play like this. I like rage quick and uh got immediately on amazon and ordered my own playstation remote that is silver so that everybody knows that it's mine and nobody can fucking touch my remote so that's the nerdiest thing i did this week three days after you get it amelia's sitting there fattest jelly sandwich sitting there <laughs> you've ever seen in your life and she's like look mom your remote works so good no nope, the first the first thing i did is i pulled it out and i go you see this don't touch so i got it uh last night and i charged it up and i was playing with it and i was like oh this feels so good like the buttons are so responsive that's what she said <laughs> damn it brian beat me to it <laughs> uh but it was perfect damn, and i'm me. super i'm super happy now and i played horizon zero dawn all morning this morning and it was great brian what's nerdy with you <laughs> what was nerdy with me this week was that Heather and I were talking about child names, and we decided what our firstborn son name would be. Come on, Malkior. 
Bradley Tyler Darnell. I well, actually I like Tyler the comes from. Yeah, where's Tyler come from? Bye, well, Tyler. where does the Bradley come from? That I don't know, actually. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. That's right. Ooh, ah. Nice. Nice. Oh. Listeners, if you don't know, Brian is a little obsessed with Fight Club. He's seen it over 370 times. And counting. And counting. It's been a while. I, I really need to fire it up. I don't have a DVD player in my current computer. Now you're just going to have to get a digital copy now. But I and have Bluetooth in my computer and Bluetooth in my laptop. So I could play it on the laptop and beam it to the computer. That and is then- so nerdy. I love it. <laughs> but then I asked them because they... they- Heather and uh, Brian shared me with me the name on Facebook. And I was like, oh, so what are you going to name your girl? And I forget. What was the name you guys came up with? Brianna Edie. Yes. And then I they <laughs> Heather put that on there. I was like, oh, it's, oh, I was like, you spelled Erica wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they came up with some really pretty. The girl's name is just really pretty. And I knew I knew as soon as I saw Tyler, it's like, oh, oh, look at that. He he convinced her to do it. That's awesome. <laughs> Told her you got it. Oh shit! I just got the she, Tyler part. When you didn't say anything. She said that you didn't get it, and I was like, "No, she got it." <laughs> yes, I got it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! So, Michael, what about you? Me, nothing like super out there, but okay. So, in our live recording, Brian got me the Teldore campaign setting, which I still just Brian. Thank you. Love you. You're amazing. And I've been reading through it and reading through it and then loving it, loving the, the richness that Matt Mercer put into all the text and everything that he's done for it. And I always said after I did my Firefly tabletop game that I wouldn't want to run a game again. Like I want to play. But reading through this has been making me want to actually run like a like a three game set or something like like form a small module out of it and GM using pathfinder uh, rule set in it because it it would it would switch over pretty well because it's just a campaign setting and run a few games and so that's my nerdy thing is me sitting here contemplating and figuring out how i would run a game with the taldori campaign setting with pathfinder rule set and this has been like me sitting at lunch at work reading through this book taking notes so that's the dangerous thing like you can sit there and be like oh i'm not gonna run any more games or anything and then you like get and read something you're like oh i love it and then you have all these ideas and you want to start this game and it's once a gm always a gm yeah and so i'm like i could run like three or four games with this and then have them do this and that and and maybe just like not instead of having them start at like level two give them a level five kick and do this and that and i'm like ah i want to do this and then i'm like wait no no that means i have to run a game i can't do that no i have to do this and then i just close the book and i watch like four randy santel food challenge videos that's an awkward segue well i'm sorry it's kind of what's been happening for like the last week maybe week and a half i found a guy his name is randy santel or his his he goes by atlas uh for foodchallenges.com and he travels technically the world doing restaurant food challenges he has over 527 wins Wow, that sounds he, super unhealthy. He's actually like I don't know what his like cholesterol level looks like, but he's actually pretty fit. He he he's like a he does body he does uh, weightlifting lifting. He's I wouldn't say a bodybuilder, but he's you have to train like crazy to be able to do that yeah. stuff without destroying in, your body. Oh yeah, he's in f- fairly good shape. And this guy like his number one thing that he does a lot is uh, burger challenges. 
and he like they give him like a lot of these burger challenges give you an hour to eat their burger and he's finishing them in like anywhere between seven and 15 minutes that's like, just gross he he actually like, stayed, i'm not trying he, to be negative it's impressive, no no it's fine but, it, it's but like you can ask brian it takes me like 45 minutes to finish a plate of food i think it's just like the worst like yeah like i have to like enjoy the food and take my time and to watch somebody like shove like just giant burgers as quickly as i can i just i can't that that is that is perfectly that's fine. how i eat all the time i know that's why i don't watch you he technically does shovel but at the same time he doesn't like he has like this weird like my jaws disattached kind of chew it's like i i look i eat fast but kind of fast but i enjoy my food and and i have conversation but this guy is like i'm impressed but at the same time mike mike michael mike michael it's time for voting everybody shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) he's been itching to say that i know it 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 has to be said at least once per episode yeah I loved um, the quack thing. Amelia thought it was hilarious. Shut the quack up. Yeah, I like it. But no, it's time for voting. So, Erica, uh, you have four widgets. Uh, I'm going to have to say I'm giving all my widgets to Brian this week because I think that it's just great that you and Heather are planning out being parents. And, you know, I know that Amelia and Rowan love to have some cousins. And I'm excited about this prospect, especially because you'll be calling me going, Erica, what do I do? And it'll be great. And I'm very excited about it. (laughs) I am going to give Erica three because she is a woman that is openly excited about her electronic accessories. (laughs) And I'm going to give Michael one. Uh, Michael, what about you? I'm just, I'm going to do and I'm going to do three to Erica because honestly, the new remotes, getting your own personal remote and everything for a remote controller for you know any kind of gaming console, it for to me is actually really fun and makes it feel more a little bit more special, at least to me. So I like that. Plus, again, she is a woman that really likes her devices. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And one to Brian because I, it's like a guilty pleasure for me to, to sit there and think of baby names because I, I like doing that. And you're pretty slick with the names. I Erica. Like well, I, 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 there were some other suggestions that probably will not be taken that, that were not taken seriously, actually. Um, that was the sort of the, the nerdy compromise because I mean, there were like, there were like, um, Oh, what was one of the ones we threw out there was like um, Wade Wilson Darnell. <laughs> I'm glad that one got thrown out. Or at least Wade. Uh, well, I just. I actually kind of like I, the name Wade. I'm, Wade's I'm not also, a bad name. I like I like Bradley Tyler because it is really nerdy. That in it's nerdy, but nobody's gonna know that except the people that really know Brian. I'm also Wade. good with Tyler Edward. Yeah, oh. that's good too. That's yeah. good too. I really like that. Um, hi, Mr. Darnell. I'm I'm Bradley's, you know, teacher. You know, we're so happy to have him in here. You know, this is his first year as as a kindergartner. It's really great. We're so happy he's doing so wonderful. Um, by the way, did you name him for Brad Pitt and Tyler Durden? Yeah, there's n- there's no way anybody would know that. No, but if a t- but if a teacher just like pulled that out of her hat, I guarantee Brian would be like, so you have to become a first grade teacher next year. <laughs> Well, I I don't 
I love the fact that it's nerdy without being overly nerdy. Like a, a friend of mine, um, Marcus, who probably will never listen to the podcast, even though he should. Um, <laughs> he, his daughter is named Harley. And it's, I like it. It's different. And it's definitely, you know, nerdy. And anybody that hears that, that has any concept of Batman is going to know where it came from. But her middle name is not Quinn. It is. Oh, okay. It is. It's Harley Quinn. So I, that's really cool because it's really nerdy, but it's not, it, it's one of those like in your face things. I think I love Bradley Tyler because it's so, you know, yeah, nerdy without being like, like I named my kid Bruce Wayne, you know, Oh God. <laughs> so I, I you know, I named my kid Gotham. So when in the middle of the night, my wife goes, Gotham needs you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went AFK for a bit. You guys still talking about baby names? Yes, it's fun. Yes. Oh well, my we god! Talking, well, we were talking. Well, first off, I knew you were AFK, so we just kept talking about it. Yeah, so we did. Well, you know, what's uh, our topic Kevin- today again? Rick and Morty. Yes, Rick and Morty. Yes, Yay! the Rickiest of the Mortys. Oh, I I am unhealthily obsessed with the show. It's it's an unhealthy obsession at this I point. I love this show. It, it's it, it it almost instantly became one of my favorite shows. And I was actually considering canceling my loot crate um, after uh, before I got it this uh, before I got January's. And I was like, you know what? You, they've been coming really late. I oh, don't tell been... me there's a bunch of Rick and Morty shit in January. No, January had one Rick and Morty item, but it was a but it was actually my new favorite Rick and Morty shirt. And it and I love and it's like the first white shirt I've ever gotten from Loot Great too. Oh, okay. Well, I don't like white. So you've already Michael likes white shirts. Actually, I like darker shirts, but like this is the first time I got a white one, and I actually like this white shirt. So I'm like really good in white shirts. Everybody tells me I look good in red shirts too. You look good in red shirts too. That being said, I'm wearing the Goonie shirt. But that being said, I I I only say that in a sexual way. Thank you. Makes me feel hot because you know (laughs) I'm in red. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and Brian, they also uh, I got a card game called uh, I think it's called the uh, the Quest for Truth. And it's a X Files card game, and it was also Rick and Morty themed. Yeah, well, oh, it, no, I'm looking at what was in Loot Crate right now. Yeah, there's the X Files Circle of Truth. It was uh, the Rick X- and Morty shirt's pretty cool. I love that Rick and Morty shirt. It oh, was, I have it was X Files Circle of Truth Rick and Morty edition. No, no, no. There's just a bunch. No, of random it, shit. it had nothing. It had nothing to do with Rick and Morty. Unfortunately. So shut the fuck up, Michael. Fine. <laughs> I'm giving you a gift, but I won't tell you what it is. Ask the first question. Fine. <laughs> but you know, okay, so Rick and Morty. We've all seen Rick and Morty. We've all enjoyed it. And we've all had, like, just watched it dozens and dozens of times. But I want to know, how did you guys hear about it, Erica? How did you first hear about it? Uh, okay, so... My husband started watching it and he was like, hey, I found this show. It's really funny. It's called Rick and Morty. And it's kind of like a a back to the future, like, but darker. And I was like, "Uh, it it sounds vaguely interesting, but now I'm good. And he was watching it without me. And it was like, whatever. And then I went over to my friend Matt's house and we're over there and everybody's hanging out and playing games and I'm extremely pregnant and trying to nap on the couch. And so they put Rick and Morty on and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And I watched the first episode. I was like, it's, it's kind of funny. Watch the second episode. I'm like, 
it's, it's, it's a little bit better. Then I watched the third episode. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is great. And I, I didn't watch them in any particular order. Like, they just kept putting on their favorite ones from the first and second season because the third season hadn't come out yet. And I was like, oh, this is great. I really like it. And it just it took me a couple episodes to get into it. But I really uh, I got hooked and I got hooked. The, this, the episode that hooked me was the one with uh, the first time Mr. Poopy Butthole shows up. <laughs> the parasite episode? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just, love that episode. And, you know, all of a sudden, like all these creatures and they're like arguing amongst themselves and they start shooting. Oh, it was just it was great. I was like, this is chaos. And yeah, it's you're right. Beautiful. And I love it. And um, so I went so back you, and I watched them from the beginning. So you didn't get hooked to like season two. I, I, I got hooked she, by the third episode that I watched. It, it was a season. She two was episode. hooked. She was hooked by her third episode. Oh, you were watching them out of order. I didn't get that part. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Matt was just putting on his favorite ones. Like, uh, like the first one I watched was Get Swifty, and I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> That's a pretty good episode. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's funny. That's different. But then when I went back and I started like from season one and watched them in order, I knew what the storyline was because I just got thrown into it. Uh, Apparently, this guy is his grandpa and apparently this crazy shit is happening. I didn't understand, you know, the what little bit of backstory there was to why the characters were acting the way that they were. And then once I got it, I was like, this this is just a beautiful thing. So what about you, Brian? Well, I started watching the show in order. Oh, hold on. The dog is caught up in my headphone cable. Uh-oh. 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 Um, I started watching the show in order. Um, I was um, with Heather, and we ju- I just started watching it while she was, like, getting ready or something, just totally assuming that she wouldn't like the show. And she came in and was like, what is this weird thing you're watching? And I don't remember how many episodes I I liked it from the start, but I don't remember how many episodes we were watching before. Oh, no, I do know when she got hooked because we got to Rick Potion number nine and it was like, oh, my God, the show (laughs) Cronenberg world. And she even said over and over again that it was like, I this isn't the kind of normal show I like, but I can't stop watching it. (laughs) It has that ability. It has that ability, even if it's not something you would normally like, because for me, like the first couple episodes I watched, it it was funny, but I'm not really big into the gross humor. So when Rick's like randomly throwing up and shit, I'm like, "Eh, that's not really my thing, but it it does hook you. No, the burping and the the burping and the puking got to me. That made it a little harder for me too. Um, I really liked Me Seeks and Destroy. I really like Lawnmower Dog. Um, they that they, they were all building up, but Rick Potion number nine is when <laughs> I got hooked because it was just that scene at the end where they bury their own bodies. Oh was, my gosh! Oh yeah! For, and I love how I Morty's completely that. traumatized, and Rick is just like, "Yep, I'm gonna have a beer." Yeah, exactly. And and then when you think about it, like like meta, so like step away from the show. Once they did that. They establish an entire different reality for the show. There is no linear timeline. You could be anywhere at any given point doing anything. They don't have to connect. And for me, I was like, that's genius. I don't know who the fuck thought of that, but that's absolutely genius. It it was really good. And that was awesome. And, you know, they like you're saying, like, 
Eric, uh, Heather was like, this isn't a show I would normally like. I've gotten my wife to watch a few episodes and she doesn't hate it. Now, like you, the the throwing up, I'm not super keen on. I'm like, uh, the burping doesn't bother me and, and everything. It's just when he throws it up, it's like, uh, okay. I'm I'm very proud to say we've actually managed to watch every single episode together. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's it's really cool that like when the new ones are going to come out, we make time to watch them together. That's really that's actually really cool. Um, I got my wife to watch season three after I recorded it. And it was like a group watch because my friends Dwayne and Danielle had not watched it, had not seen season three yet. And so I was like, I have it recorded. You guys want to watch it? And like, yeah. So we start watching it. And then my wife's there and she was and she, at first she was like, what is this? And then I think we were three episodes in and she's like, this is actually pretty funny. I'm um, a terrible not- wife because I can't wait for my husband. Like, I know we both love it and we both want to watch it. But I'm like, uh, so I'm like four episodes ahead. My wife will not wait for me on shows either. She watches Hell's Kitchen before I get even know the episodes out, and then she's then she'll come to me like, "You have to watch this episode," and then I'll start watching it. She's like, "Don't get too happy with him." And well, I, start, I, I try I not to do that. I try not to spoil. Shit. She doesn't do. She only does that when she's really excited, and it's somebody we both don't like on that show. Like, we have we, we have shows that we've like. been watching together, and we have shows that we kind of don't really have rules on, and you know stuff. It 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 there's there's a there's an unwritten constitution of who gets to watch what at what time. Okay, so there's a lot of really great moments with Rick and Morty. There's funny moments that you can't like, you know, you can't control yourself from laughing at, and like just like what are those one of those so what are some of those moments that just make you laugh so hard like your laugh out loud moment pretty much erica um so my favorite moment i i have to say comes from season three there's two of them from season three and it's really hard for me to to choose but it's where where morty is like basically yelling at summer like he's like get your shit together put it in a backpack all your shit, so it's together. If you gotta take it, take it somewhere. And he just goes on this fucking tirade uh, of telling Summer to get it together, which I think is a hilarious. Um, because in season one, Morty was just like this fucking pushover, and you get, by the time you get to season three, he's like, just get it fucking together, Summer. Um, I I do have to point out that that is in season two, episode eighteen. Oh, is it season two? Big trouble. Isn't that for little... the tiny? Isn't that the the tiny Rick episode? Big trouble in little Sanchez. Yep. Are you sure? Yeah, I am one hundred percent sure. Okay. Well, either way, that is that is my favorite uh, Morty moment. My favorite summer moment is definitely in season three in Rick Mancing the Stone, and it's in the very very beginning where they're like that got that fucking you know chase through like the Badlands. Oh and my like, gosh, yes. And Summer like gets out and the guy's like speeding towards her and Rick's like, uh, Grandpa's getting a, not very concerned for your safety right now. <laughs> just let me and do she, that. Let me try this. <laughs> yeah, let me try this. And she like, like, she just shoots the car running at her. And then the bad guy's like, kill me. And she, my favorite is like, uh, okay, but not because you told me to. <laughs> One of my I, favorite lines from that episode is, bring me his skin leather. <laughs> but i have to say my 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 favorite moment of the entire series is probably a really simple one and it's where 
and I think it, it really speaks to the gravity of this type of show is it's where Rick is making that little robot at the breakfast table. And it's like, what is my butter purpose? Robot. Yeah. What is my purpose? You pass butter. What? Yeah. All of us, dude. At that moment, I was like, that is such a so fucking meta. It's so meta. It's so existential. It's just like you step out of this, like, what the fuck cartoon to be like, holy shit, did they just go there? Like, are they trying to, like, bring me down? And then they jump into something absolutely ridiculous. And I think the moments like that is are, are also, like, the moments where, you know, they're burying their bodies in the backyard and, you know, and now they're taking off some somewhere completely different is what makes it amazing because it's it makes you realize what you're watching is supposed to be stupid and funny because everything else is too fucking serious and i think that's that's what i love about sorry i just kind of ran i i want to interject i want to interject one of my favorite moments from that same episode when summer's future husband um boyfriend whatever the guy with the bucket on his head when they're going through the wasteland and he's going in the in the before four time they 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 retreated into the city, but now they're obsessed with their at with their vert verts. And Summer goes, Jesus Christ, did the boomy booms blow up all your wordy wordy word books? And he goes, <laughs> Oh, you mean dictionaries? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. In the that before four times. Oh. I I think I used to be a child like him. Do you want to pee on him? Get out of my head. I know. <laughs> so good. I loved it. Oh, what about you, Michael? What's one of your, I shared like three. Brian, do you have more that you want to share? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you for not skirting over me. I very much appreciate it. You're a good sister. Uh, I have to say, um, Jerry saying, um, I don't get to, I don't, um, the only person gets to that gets to kill me is me after my wife sleeps with that guy in, um, Rick Potion number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also right. in that same episode, um, I wish that shotgun was my penis. Well, then you can call me Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot yes. about that part. Yes, that was awesome. It's a really dark joke, but it's super funny. <laughs> it is. It oh, it's really hilarious. Is. It's very hilarious. Um, I also like every time Rick breaks the fourth wall. Like, hey, look, can you find me? It's like a bit of world's world in a big where's Waldo. Or like, well, but that's the end of season one. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I liked in uh, Rick Mansing the Stone when the Morty's the giant mutant arm drops the stone out of Rick's bag and he, and he just like pulls the gun. And he goes, oh, we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my absolute like laugh out loud moment on the show was in rest and relaxation where they're um they come out of the the beast that swallowed them and he and he goes they do they they like swallowing things it's not like we're exploiting a creature there's so many funny good there's so many good moments from that show i think there's a good moment in every single episode there is yeah there honestly there are almost every episode has like amazing moments like Every day, me and my friend, I text my friend Danielle and I just go, oh, bitch. <laughs> yes. yes that's they, awesome. have, they have all bitch bumper stickers at Spencer's. Oh, do they? Yeah. I know uh, Marcus and I will randomly quote lines from the show to each other uh, via Snapchat. And then we'll just keep going like the next line, the next line. Like he, 
he texts me. He's like, he's like, Summer, where are my testicles? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's like, uh, uh Snuffles. You Snuffles. That was my slave name. My name is oh, Snowball. Oh. For my white is white. My fur is white and fluffy. Where are my <laughs> testicles, Summer? Where are my, <laughs> my testicles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want them to go to Dog World at some point in a future season, but I'm getting ahead of myself into speculation now. Yeah, that yes, would, you that are. That would be fun. That would actually be really fun to see. <laughs> so, Michael, or actually Brian, what do you think makes it different? I think that Rick and Morty is different beca- um, because of how much it embraces expectation subversion. Um, here, it builds you up into... It, it uses the idea of how TV shows go and how jokes work. And it always surprises you by setting things up and then dropping it completely. For example, in Me Seeks and Destroy. Oh, we're going to go to giant prison, Morty. You know what they say if they drop the soap? It'll crush our sp- it'll it'll fall on us and crush our spines. And then it'll be <laughs> and then it'll be really easy to rape us. <laughs> yep. Yep. The, because, oh, that jelly bean episode, that jelly bean part of that episode messed me up. So I I have to get a disclaimer. I put a disclaimer right now. I, I pulled. So I'm going to talk about something that they talked about on the Wisecrack Rick and Morty podcast, The Squanch. Um, so these aren't my words. These are their words. But they talk about the expectation subversion and they take apart that joke. And they say that first it makes a dropping the soap joke. So you expect a, a prison rape joke. Then they say that it crushes their spines. So you relax because you go like, oh, it's a different joke and you laugh at it. And then it takes it back to a rape joke, taking your expectations and resubverting them. That's really good joke telling. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and I think that's, that's the way the comedy is lined up in the show. Absolutely. Like that's how it, like from the very first season. And I think that's why, um, not just like the grossness, but that's also one of the things I think it took me a minute to get into it is because you have to get to used to that flow of the jokes, because when you're expecting a, and they're handing you B and then they go back to a, you're like, I'm not sure what the fuck just happened. And I think that's part of the beauty of it. For me, a lot of what I think makes it different is kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Like you have this existential viewpoint of like, nothing fucking matters. Like that's what they go off of. Nothing matters. So why are you going to be upset about these jokes about rape or orgies or <laughs> killing people and burying them in the backyard. This Unity. Stuff that, yeah. I, like, like this stuff that you couldn't joke on. And like the Simpsons, because they take that shit really seriously, m- way more seriously than anything else. And Rick and Morty is just like, nothing fucking matters. So don't have a stick up your ass. Yeah. It yeah, goes even deeper. It goes even deeper in that the, f- the show takes expectations and subverts them in Rick Potion number nine because they built the show up as this like sci-fi trope of these two people going on adventures with their family. And then and you expect them to fix it at the end, too. Yeah. They end up taking it to another universe and just going to a whole nother family. It changes our expectations by thinking that this show is just a funny, silly show by taking it to a dark place. And they flip our expectations by the entire show up to that point had just been playing like a sci-fi soundtrack, like a synth soundtrack. And then they played 
contemporary music over that last scene in Rick Potion Number Nine, which once again sets the mood, but it's a mood that we never expected. Yeah, agreed. And that, that's, that's that's what I was going to say too. Is they're really good at catching you off guard because you think it like, like Erica was saying, you know, you think it's going one way, and then bam, it's it goes right back to like almost what you would expect, but in a in a very large loop to get back to it. Thank you, Michael, for just explaining what expectation subversion means for all of our listeners that didn't understand that from the first three times we talked about it. Shut the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the other thing I really enjoy is 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 the science stuff that they go through. Some of it is like pretty plausible, and then other parts of it aren't at all. And I just I think it's just completely fucking with what our expectations of for a sci-fi show. And the one thing they never fucking do is time travel. And they make well, they, a point to say they don't do it. The, the two pizzas were sitting on the counter. I just yeah. grabbed them. Yeah, just I didn't. Time, and he's you know just like, I didn't time, time travel. travel. <laughs> like he gets really adamant about how it not being time travel. That was the best. That was like one of the best things. Uh, I loved it. But uh, what was that? Also, you know, it, it shows you how like little of a shit he gives because whenever, especially like the episode, uh, I can't remember the name of the episode, but it's a. Uh, Going into his uh, microverse. Uh, do you remember oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. The Inception episode. Yeah, that I loved that one because he's like, it just shows how, like how smart he is, basically, and also how little of a shit he gives because he created an entire universe to be his car battery. The the Inception episode was um, Lawnmower Dog. Yeah, Lawnmower Dog. But the the the, um, the one you're talking about is um, the Ricks must be crazy. Yeah. See, and I, I loved that episode because it, it, he's like, yeah, I created an entire universe. They're my car battery. And I loved it. And he's like, they think I'm some kind of alien. I gave them the power. I gave them, you know, this ability to make power. But really, they're and all the excess power that they generate, I said, goes to this volcano. And, it, you know, and it's so safely disposed of. But really, it's just powering my car. And I loved it. And he teaches them how flipping, <laughs> flipping the bird means peace among worlds. Yeah. <laughs> love that one and uh, he's like oh so i call it my tiny verse that that's a stupid name i can't um, remember the whole quote but when he's yelling at summer and morty and he's like both of you are like idiots or something and i can prove it <laughs> mathematically oh, yeah. i can prove it mathematically that you're both idiots yeah. or when he shows morty true level yeah that's mm-hmm. the um proving mathematically is the season two premiere yeah true level is um that's in season Morty's three. Morty's mind blowers. Mind blowers. Yeah, because instead of doing dimensional cable, uh, interdimensional cable, they did Morty's mind blowers. And I love it because he shows him true level and he's he's like, all right, that's true level. Stand on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Takes him off. And he's like, oh, God, the world's tilted. It's a lie. I want to go back. I want to go back. <laughs> Lambs to the cosmic slaughter. slaughter. I love that. Well, OK, what level are we at? Nope. Nope. All right. And then she tranks them both. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow, level three. Oh, we're level three. Well, she's like, are you guys doing Morty's mind blowers again? What? <laughs> like, I love because I think I like Morty's mind blowers a little bit more than dimensional cable. Well, both of those episodes go back to exactly the thing I was talking about, how they talk about how, you know, futile everything is. Like, oh, yeah. nothing everything- matters. You're going to everyone's going to die. Come watch TV with me. 
you know? Yeah. Well, also, if you think about it, it shows you kind of how petty Rick is. I mean, because he wiped Morty's memory because Morty found out. He says, I was, he was taking everything for granted and not granted. Yes, yes. Wait, have you really been saying that like that this whole time? <laughs> uh, but I can, yeah, well, I can erase your memory. And I love how Summer's just totally nonchalant about it, too. She's like, ah, they fucked I up. I love that Summer's become such a important part yeah throughout it so like season one she was just the person that like showed up got fucked over or forgotten and that was it season two she starts coming in a little bit more and then season three she is she is part of this trio it was supposed to be a duo but now she's like part of it and she shows up to you know get everything back under control or sometimes like in rick mancing the stone she's the the focal point of the episode so the character that you relate to the most summer Yes. Um, no, I don't. I don't think that is the character that I really. I really to think you're badass like Summer, so that's sad. Oh, thank you. I, I want to see you blow a. Summer that I really Desert like Marauder's is face off. she's badass. You're Rick Mancing the Stone, Summer, because I could totally just I could totally just watch <laughs> you blow a Desert Marauder's face off and be like, okay, but not because you told me to. You know what? Now that I think about it, Summer Season 3, yeah, that's probably the character I do relate to the most. Uh, Summer Season 1 and 2 are not, which is kind of what I was thinking when Brian asked me that question. So I'd have to say, yeah, Summer Season 3 is definitely who I relate to the most. You know, she's she's done with this shit. She's pissed off at the world, and she's not going to take it anymore. And I really like that. What about you, Brian? Since you're getting us back on track on the outline that I actually created. Right? <laughs> Um, I think it's got to be Jerry. Really? Um, yeah. The the whole just trying to be a nice guy and caught up in this crazy freaking world and not really getting anything that's going on. It sort of reminds me of my of the job I had the longest where it's like you don't really know the rules and it's just a crazy dramatic environment and you're just a victim. And oh, what? Oh, Brian. Huh? No, it, it's not like. I'm not being maudlin. No, I didn't think you were. I just, I said, I wonder which job you're talking about. Oh, yeah, Question yeah. Question mark. That, that was when I worked for Beep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, I know what you're talking about, that fucking crazy environment, and then you just feel like, like, you are the victim. Like, you, you don't know what the fuck is happening, and everybody's, like, fucking you around all the time and you're just trying to keep your head above water two of my best friends have worked there and my fiance worked there and it was a horrible environment it was it was yeah um heather actually won a lawsuit against them did she i had no idea yeah she was the reason why the perfume rules were so strict okay because um she sued after they let her go because she'd been report she'd been reporting that the perfume had been affecting her health and they ignored her, and she won. She won her unemployment wow. suit. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, with like a with like pretty sizable punitive damages. Well, they were fuckers anyway, so I get it. So, um, another character that I don't necessarily relate to, but I think I'm mo. I I I, I, I let let me just share who it is, Mister Goldenfold. I like his reaction to being a a character in that universe. Um. I mean, going all the way back to the first episode where Morty is grabbing his boobs um, when he's dreaming about Summer and he's like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. going to get mad. <laughs> this goes on for 15 more minutes. I'm going to get mad. <laughs> yeah. 
he's just such an odd character on the show and i love it whenever he shows up he he really he really is he really is and i think with the what was the name of the episode the inception episode i was talking about lawnmower dog that's like the next one isn't it um hold on um it's that's- the that's the third episode so it's uh, no it's the second episode it's right after the pilot yeah yeah, we're like Mrs. Pancakes. <laughs> you don't, don't know me. Straight. You don't know me. I said that to Amelia the other day, and maybe I'm a terrible parent for letting her watch Rick and Morty. But like I was in the kitchen doing something, and she's like, well, you're going to do this. And I looked at her and go, you don't know me. She goes, you're not Mrs. Pancakes. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> did you notice that in um, um, Rest and Relaxation? When Summer was watching TV, she was watching Mrs. Pancakes. And I the did. line right before they crashed through the window is, you do know me. <laughs> yes, I did see that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Mr. Goldenfold, go ahead. That was done. Oh, okay. He's just an interesting character and he eats poop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we have yet to talk about Pickle Rick. Which was probably one of the craziest episodes ever. And that's where we f- where they go to the psychologist. And we do find out that Mr. Goldenfold eats poop. Because it's very quietly. It, it's just, it's so well done. So well done. And Susan Sarandon was the psychiatrist in that. I just want to point that out. They got Susan Sarandon on to the fucking show. And I think that's great. There's an episode of Comics Explained where Comics Explained does this series called Omega Level Heroes. It started with Omega Level Mutants and it just got more and more powerful to Omega Level characters. And he did Omega Level characters Pickle Rick. Oh, did he? The the and he goes into it in great detail about like how, you know, Frank um he's like Franklin Richards can control reality. Reed Richards is the smartest person in the universe. Peter Parker has spider powers, but you know, they can't turn themselves into a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> turn myself into a pickle, Morty. Boom. Big reveal. I love it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I think what I love most, and this is probably like my my psychology background, is I love to what great lengths Rick goes to to not have to go to family counseling. And then he ends up at family counseling anyway. And I just love that the psychiatrist like just dives into it and beth's like well shouldn't we be talking about the kids she goes no i think we should be talking about your father and beth just gets super defensive of rick and refuses to believe that he turned himself into a pickle so he didn't have to go to counseling and i just think it's great and it was such a good example of how people in counseling will also will try to focus on the symptoms of the problem rather than diving at the problem itself, where it was like the home life is the problem, not the actions of the two kids. It, it, exactly. And and not only that, she she goes into again, maybe it's because of, you know, background stuff. And, and I know Brian understands is like the the links to somebody that has an a mental issue, because at this point, we know Rick has mental issues and he is putting them on everybody else basically and trying to distance himself from it. So it, the link that the people that want to believe that there's nothing wrong with them so hard that they will go to, to avoid trying to fix the problem and the effect that that has on all the people 
that love them. And that's a serious point to make in this episode for a show that is not supposed to be serious. But I think that's the beauty of what Rick and Morty does is it takes these these serious topics. They talk basically show you how serious they are in a funny way and then still stand back and go, well, nothing matters. So why don't you do something? And it's just it's just one of those things that I just it's probably my favorite part of the show is how deep they get in some of these things. So but I don't think we've heard from Michael yet about who his favorite character is that he relates to the best. Michael's currently AFK. Oh, I missed it. Oh, Oh, he's back. Is he? Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Yes. Oh, I didn't know he went AFK. What what character do you relate to the most? Well, I don't want to say Rick because I but I do have I do have mental problems. I love how you weren't here for the last five minutes and I literally was just talking about Rick's mental problems. Go actually, ahead. I was actually I, I I could hear all of you. I, oh, could you? Okay. I was AFK, but with the but with a headset way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would probably I I would actually say. I re- I would relate to a mix between Rick and Morty, honestly, because there are times where Morty really doesn't have an idea what's like how things are like at the beginning anyway. How all these things are new to him and shocking, and he's trying to figure it out. But later on, and as the series progresses, he he's showing that he's like adjusting to it, and it's becoming more natural to him. I mean, in the episode when his mom when his dad's dating the the hunt the the hunter, what was her species called, Brian? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the hunter, but the, but the lady who was pretty much a predator joke uh, when he he knew who she was and he knew about her culture and it just showed how well traveled he had become and then with Rick it it just shows that he's he's a very complicated character because he does it does prove that he has these issues that he doesn't want to deal with and I, I just see between him, Rick's you know intelligence and Morty's almost like wonder of what's going on, even after he's become, he's becoming more and more cynical and they mesh together really well. And I just relate to both of them because of that. And that, um, that was in the ABCs of Beth, by the way. I, I don't relate to yes. her at all. I don't relate to her at all, but I do want to talk about Beth and ABCs of Beth, because that oh was one of my favorite gosh. moments of all time. When you find out that Beth is a sociopath because of I that love, collection of toys. I love a sentient knife. You got bigger. Shall we resume stabbing? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that just for a second. Okay. We're so focused on the mental fucking issues that Rick has and how terrible he's being to everybody that we overlook what a great fucking father he was. Like, they're always like, oh, he was a terrible father, blah, 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 blah. He basically... He literally created a world for his daughter. No, not just how cool that is, because that is cool. But he basically pulled Beth off of this path where she was killing people. Basically, yeah, killing people. That's that's what he did, is he basically took all these negative, horrible sociopath things that was going on with Beth, created this world, and kind of, like, pulled her away from... from so now she's a functioning adult who's not very happy... But she's still a functioning adult, not murdering yeah. people. And I feel like that's an important thing <laughs> to go, oh, well, that wasn't the worst thing he could have done. Yeah, and I, I really do. I, I agree with you completely. <laughs> um, so, course, Erica, I, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to move on. I'm going to I'm going to digress. I love no, 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 no. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. 
I'm moving on to the next topic. But I thought you wanted to talk about Beth. We did, real quick. Well, I talked about Beth. I wanted to hear about more about... Okay, fine. I mean, if you don't want to talk about Beth. I don't want to talk about Beth. I want to move on to the next topic so we can actually get out through our whole outline for a change. Okay. Okay? Okay. Is that okay okay with you, Michael? It doesn't matter. Shut the fuck up, Michael. Um, (laughs) Erica, um, who is your favorite villain on the show? My favorite villain? Mm, My favorite villain is Rick. Damn it, you stole my answer. Okay, I feel like that's cliche, but Rick is both his his worst enemy and the hero. And I think that dynamic is is super cool because he always fucks everything up. He doesn't care about anybody. But then in the end, he's like, oh, fuck it. This isn't going to work out for me. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. And I and I I really like that. But if we're going to go not talk about. <sighs> OK, so let's put Rick off to the side. We're not going to talk about Rick as both the villain and the protagonist, even though he's both. My favorite villain would have to be, um, God, there's so many. But in some of them, you can even think we're actually villains. Mm, I'd say Scary Terry. Like, because he was a villain for a hot minute. And he was just, you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Well, what if we what? can't hide? <laughs> it's like everybody, everybody, you know, what is it? Um, the exact quote is something like, um, everybody tries to kill me at some point, but I ended up having a beer with them in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary Terry is great, though. And I love scary sex. Scary coitus. Sorry, scary coitus. Scary coitus. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. Brian, what's your favorite villain? My favorite villain can only be summed up in a song. Oh, please do. The worlds can be one together, cosmos without hatred. <laughs> Stars <laughs> like diamonds oh. in your eyes. Oh, that was such a great uh, tribute to David Bowie. I loved it. It was so awesome. Goodbye, moon men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, it was voiced by Jermaine Clement. Oh, from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, yeah, and Jermaine Clement did not write that song. They wrote the song for him. In his style. He did? Oh, yeah. that's even more impressive. Yes. I just I thought he had wrote it. So. Uh, M- Michael, favorite villains? Favorite villain. That's a tough one because there you have a lot of really good villain characters. There are- I will give you the villain. I will give you the villain from my favorite from one of my favorite episodes. And I can't remember his name, but he's the big blue like monkey guy that was basically enslaved because Rick created the uh, immortal field for oh, the, the resort. Oh, yeah. What was his name? I can't remember his name. It's killing me. Yeah, look at it because it's killing me because I really liked him. Oh, you're talking about the whirly. The whirly durly. Yeah, with the whirly durly. Whirly durly deception or something like that. Whatever it was. My favorite part. My favorite part from that whole episode is at the beginning of the episode, you see the two kids chasing and he shoots his sister in the head and then she gets back up and they start playing again. But when the field goes down, he shoots her and she doesn't get back up and he just goes, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like dark but funny. Oh, that's almost oh, as dark okay. as the moment from um, rest and re- relaxation where all the kids like just like cut up their 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 performer, like their the birthday performer. They kill yeah. the birthday performer and they're like covered in blood. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then they come back and they're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of flabbergasted that this creative team is this this crazy good i it, they're just super good i love dan Harmon. yeah 
Because he created community. I know. I loved that show so much. I thought it was good. I didn't love it. So, but I only I know, watched I like three it. episodes of it. So. I, I loved, I really loved it. I thought it was a very good show. When they put it on the, uh, the, the Yahoo, the, their attempt to do online shows, I, I watched like, like I think two episodes of, of that season that they did for it. And I couldn't, I, I didn't get behind it. I was like, nope. Because they, so many characters left the sh- left the show because of the the studio change. Plus, you know, the whole debacle with Chevy Chase and at the end of the season before it it really sucked a lot out of the show, and I, I couldn't get behind it again. I have the name of that guy from the Whirly Dirly Conspiracy. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Risotto Groupon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the you know. Oh my it's god! A, it's like a writer's joke every time they come up with a name. It really is because you know if it was up to it was up to Justin Roiland, he would just name everything like Floopa Doop Jim Jam. Yeah, because the names are just not serious at all. They're always something just ridiculous that he comes up with just with nonsense words. Yeah, this is very true. That in that episode was really good. I thought it was funny. <laughs> when jerry has to ride under the animal and basically it's testicles are hitting him in the face slapping him in the face i loved it (laughs) i'm so glad they actually got an adventure and uh, because it it really just those two guys together made a great adventure for for me to watch it was great plus the beginning where he's like it's like jerry jerry get your pants on come on we gotta go we gotta go no 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 never mind no time for pants we gotta go we gotta let's go it's a rick and jerry adventure rick and jerry that's right rick and jerry episode yeah back to the pilot you are a savant for quoting scenes from shows (laughs) you have no idea (laughs) you have no idea um so theories erica what's your favorites it just depends on which part we're talking about. I think my favorite theory uh, is the evil Morty theory. Have you have you seen this one? They've all um, confirmed. There's it a lot of different season three. Yeah, there's a lot of different theories about the evil Morty. What's yours? So, well, it's not mine. I the, the one you like. Yeah, yeah. So I think the one I like is they're talking about you know Rick is what's one thirty one C or something like He's that. He's one thirty seven C. Yeah, C-137. Yeah. So, Evil Morty. There's so many crazy things that they come up with. And, like, little tiny things that are supposed to be hints or not hints. Who fucking knows with this show? But, basically, I think Evil Morty is his original Morty. That That's my favorite theory. because yeah. and, the, and they go into a bunch of stuff about it. How, like, when Rick is having the flashback, you know, he sees himself holding Morty up when he was a baby and stuff. And in everything like that. And then in the f- pilot, Rick had Morty had never met Rick until he moved in with the family. So that wasn't his original family. Now he's taken this Rick and he, it's like he's trying to get a do over because the Morty that he did raise or was there for is now the evil Morty. That's my favorite. Did I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I think that I, I've read about that one, and a lot of people think that that's the that's the Morty that Rick left to get eaten by the frogs in the yeah. intro to the show. Mm-hmm. That they the, like the one of the only scenes they've kept in all seasons in the intro. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I feel like the this show is going to end with this head-on collision between C one thirty seven and Evil Morty, and we're gonna find out that that's really his Morty. Like his Evil Morty is hunting him down. That's why they're after him. 
you know, that's why he, he has this giant plot to to kill him because of what he did to him. I, I agree. I um, like that theory. That I agree with that. My favorite theory isn't just one. It's a rabbit hole of theories. Because I like to go down it every once in a while on if Beth is a clone or not. Oh, yeah. No, I told her <laughs> she's not a clone. But isn't that something you yeah. tell somebody who is a clone? And, yeah, they just keep repeating that joke over and over again. Isn't that some, something you would tell the someone? Cocaine. We got we to get to the presidential cocaine lounge. <laughs> Michael, what's your favorite theory? Well, the one I, I actually it's the one with that Erica just brought up, which is that evil Morty is his original Morty. And that's because that's really one of one of the only theories that I've actually really heard that held water with me because like, but you bringing up the, the, the scene of the, him getting eaten by the frogs in the, the giant frogs in the opening. You're right. That has been there every see all the entire time. So it may just brings a little bit more plausibility into it. I, I have another new one. Um, that in the episode uh, Total Recall, that there's a theory that that entire episode is an alternate universe, that it's not the main continuity we've been watching. Wait, what? Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. There's a, and there's a whole bunch of theories about it online. Uh, and that's why Mr. Poopy Butthole just showed up. Oh. What? Yeah, oh. that, it's an, that it's an alternate universe. And that's the reason why we'd never seen Mr. Poopy Butthole before. And they showed him in the intro. That makes okay. sense. I love it. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that's that's total recall is the is the one that got me hooked. That that was like I saw Get Swifty and I saw a different one. I can't remember which one was we after that, but as soon as I saw Total Recall, I was like, this is fucking crazy shit. We, so we've already done quite a bit of speculation. Is there any more speculation we can do, Erica? I don't I don't even want to speculate. Is that crazy? Like, this is one of those shows where I don't want to speculate because I want to be surprised. To me, speculation on this show feels useless. I agree completely. It does. Like, I don't even think there's anything to be speculating. What I would like to see is something different. I would I would really love to see Morty come into his own and start to. And we've seen it a little bit, especially with like the superhero one. I can't remember what it was called. Um, Brian, with the group of superheroes that Rick completely destroys. Vindicators. Vindicators. There we go. With the Vindicators is Morty coming in to to be able to outsmart Rick. I want to see Morty just get his one up and outsmart Mark Rick. I really do. Oh, oh my gosh. That'd be great. (laughs) And I want... And I want Summer to see it. I don't want it to be something that he could just pull out of Morty. I want to see in that in that moment him rip out the the evil Morty's eye that has the wires under it, and then like sit there and it's just a cybernetic eye. And Summer's like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> and he throws the eye oh. at her. That's all I want. Like, oh. That's all I want. That's all I want. What about you, Brian? What do you want to see? Um, I you know what I agree with you guys. I I don't think we can eye ripping it. Well, it's it's you know, we run into this with fan theories and all sorts of fandoms. It's like people come up with these theories and it ends up ruining the show when the theories are just completely off and they do something completely different. Let's just give some credit to the writers and not speculate. I, well, I, I think I'm that's not just asking a good you to idea. Speculate. I'm asking what do you want to see? Not speculate on what you think's gonna happen. Oh, what, what do, do I want to cool? see? Yeah, what do you think uh, would be cool? Um I wanna see um Com- com- populi- um, Combopulous Michael again. 
Bophilus Michael. Which episode was that? He's the assassin who just likes killing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that guy. <laughs> Where, I mean, he was killed, but there's alternate universe versions of him. Mm-hmm. That's I true. I want to see Jaguar again. Oh, oh Jaguar yeah. was cool. But I think Jaguar is just like a one-off reference to Die Hard type 80s movies. And Danny Trail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved at the end though with the uh, what was the 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 build the piano guy when he's gonna he's gonna crush him with the mm-hmm. piano keys concerto concerto and he's about to kill, he's about to kill him and then Jaguar shows up and he's like who was that yeah <laughs> so oh. let's move in to wrap up okay yeah. um so we're, we're gonna wrap up but first uh, Brian I want we're gonna describe a movie badly aren't we we are definitely gonna describe a movie badly which in the outline is in the wrap up section. Yes, it is it's right there. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up and we're going to describe the movie badly. And uh, Brian, what movie are we going to describe badly? I am going to take a crack at describing The Revenant badly because our, our very favorite Kersey Smurf Erica has not seen this movie. This is The Revenant. Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by a bear and then crawls inside the body of a horse for comfort. <laughs> everybody was like oh it's so cool oh my god that's crazy how did i know you were gonna lead off with that and end with that he, um can you can you top that michael i don't think i can <laughs> okay <laughs> so so the guy from inception decides to go on a hunting party he ha- and he has a kid and bane uh, who has lice? Decide, it would be, they all go fur trapping, and they get attacked by Indians. And and the me and in the meantime, Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by a bear and tries to find out who killed his kid. And he's also at the same time thinking he could take on Bane. And uh, in the end of it all, yeah, he he hides inside a dead horse for comfort. Yeah, like, both things do me? happen in the like, movie. Is that really like the way the movie ends? That's not the very. No, end. it's not the oh, very okay. end. Oh, people get their get a somebody gets a finger bitten off at the very end. Yes. Okay. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. No, I, I would say that um that um him crawling inside the horse is like the climax. Oh, the holy shit. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then it 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 builds up into an ultimate climax. You love him crawling into horses. We already saw that in Star Wars. Like I'm not sure how that's like. Wow, that impressive. Okay, I, I say, think no, no, it's okay, because well, no, I think it's because the real guy actually had to do that yeah. to survive. Oh, last... is this based on a true story? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's based, based on a real account. On something that oh, happened to a to a trapper and frontiersman known as Hugh Glass. He at one point he had to actually his horse was killed, and in order to survive the night in below zero temperatures he had to crawl inside the horse that was just killed and use the horse's body warmth internal body warmth to keep him alive yeah so it and i you know i'm not going to say this is true but it's probably what the tauntaun thing was based on that's what i was about to say is i think that's where they got the Uh, idea for well it makes it okay it's a lot more impressive if it's based on a true story I had no idea. Yeah, it's like everybody was telling me, like, it's a great movie, but it's two and a half hours long and it seems like it would be slow paced. So I haven't watched it. Um, no, it goes really quick. It does not feel that long at all. No. And it's very good. It's it's very good. Uh, I've I really much. Enjoyed it. I, I was actually surprised that you, you'd seen it, Brian. I didn't think it was a movie you'd want to see. Um, Why? I don't know. It just it just never really struck me as like a Brian movie. What then? This is. But that's fine. I mean, I'm not mad that you saw it. I'm not. And I'm not like trying to assume anything. I just didn't think you'd seen it. See everything with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. I've remember 
it's the only Western I've seen had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. This is Which yeah, one's that? It's a, The Revenant. No, The Quick and the Dead. Oh, The Quick and the Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, I was going to say. Like, the Revenant's not a Western. It's a, it's a frontier. It's a frontier movie. Yeah, I, I really like frontier movies. That being said, Raven- you- Ravenous is one of my favorite movies. Um, Ravenous. Oh, you have to see Ravenous. Ravenous is a movie I refuse to describe badly. Everyone needs to see it first. It's thoroughly what the fuck, plus Guy Pierce, plus Robert Carlyle. I oh my love God. Guy Pierce. So do I. I'm going to have to see this now. It's called Ravenous. Yeah, it also yeah, has it um, right now. a military outpost in the 19th century. Captain John Boyd and his regiment embark on a rescue mission, which takes a dark turn when they are ambushed by a sadistic cannibal. <sighs> oh, I'm going to see this. this sound, that sounds so good. Oh, I'm going to watch see, that. See, we did a movie described badly, and then I read off IMDb, and it became a movie described well. It was great. Yes. Oh man, that's <laughs> I'm gonna see that. That looks good. Okay. Yeah, but the the revenants really is is really good, and I I need to point out because I I know the bear didn't actually rape him. I it, assume it mauled him. Badly. It, it does. <laughs> it, it mauls him horribly. But it, the thing that people say he got it raped him is because it does a thing called scenting, which is what bears do to uh, mark kills or territory. Oh, okay. But yeah, he gets mauled. He gets. I'm, I'm going to say it just like this. He gets fucked up bad. Yeah. It's the hardest part of the movie to watch. Yeah. Watching that scene, because you're just like, fuck, shit, fuck, damn it. It's just such a realistic, like, bear mauling. It, it It's like if you saw someone got mauled by a bear, it would look like that. And it's just so hard to watch. You, think you just watch Leonardo DiCaprio literally get mauled by a bear. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's that well done. And it was painful yeah. <laughs> for him to shoot because the it was a guy in a green suit jumping on his back. And literally, like, and he had wires and stuff, like, slinging him around. Why? Whoa. I, I. You know what he was okay. thinking the entire time the scene was happening? No, I have no idea. I'm going to get an Oscar. I'm going to get an Oscar. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be serious for a second. I don't know why I thought that. No, no, what he was literally thinking was probably like, ow, fuck, this hurts, ow, this hurts. Uh, all right. It, it's great acting because you really believe he's being attacked by a bear when it's a guy oh, in yeah. a green suit jumping on his back. The um, screams made it so believable. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what nerdy stuff are we currently into? Things we want to promote, things we want to mention, um, things I can tag in the post. Um, Erica, you? Uh... Well, Matt and I are working on some stuff for the Patreon. Ooh. We're putting, t- yeah, we're putting together uh, some interesting media. I think I think it's going to be really good. I don't want to give too much away. Good. But, I can't wait. But we're, wait, we're we're working on it. Should I say I gathered the resources and Matt is working on it? So it's really more him. I'm I'm an idea person. I'm not a like put it together person. She's the idea gal. I am. I am. You can ask Matt. That's that's our running joke is I come up with the idea. He perfects it. That's what we do. That's how we work together. That's how good teams work. <laughs> um, speaking of the Patreon for this bonus episode this week, I'm going to sing the entire lyrics of Goodbye Moon Men. Oh, God. Ooh, I love it. it. As far as promotion, um, I just backed Zombie Orpheus Productions on Patreon. Um, I zombie haven't seen their stuff pop up. So uh, um, I, you're, I'm sorry, you were about to explain it. I'm, I totally stood all over that. <laughs> zombie Orpheus Production is a, um, well, obviously a production company that does um, fan-backed projects. 
um, their 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 big motto is no cancellations. Um, so it's basically as long as fans are backing the projects, they will continue to do seasons of them. Uh, they have a whole lot of uh, content on their YouTube channel, but if you promote them and it costs five bucks on Patreon, you get access to the web series stitched together into a movie. Um, you get them much earlier than they put them on the YouTube channel. And I know everyone here has seen Gamers 2 Dark Darkness Rising. I, I know you have. So. You've seen Gamers have. 2, haven't you? Have I? I, I Ryan, I don't have a really great memory. You know this. I'm more of a context person. What's the context? It's, the context is it's people playing a D&D game, and it switches back and forth between them playing in the real world and their adventure. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and okay. there, like there's the joke about the sorceress played by the guy and it keeps switching back and forth between a male actor and a female actor. Yes. yes. <laughs> See, I'm context. You can't just be like, here's the thing. You have to tell me the context. Well, I've been waiting for Gamers 3, uh, Gamers 4 um, to come out for a while. Gamers 3 came out. I forgot about that for a second. Um, I've been waiting for Gamers 4 for a while. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to back them on Patreon. Maybe it'll make it come out quicker. The entire Gamers 4 movie is already on their premium channel. Is it? Yup. Five bucks. And I got to watch the whole thing. Oh, okay. And I like, you can watch Journey Quest. Journey Quest is another series they do that I'm real into. And you can watch the whole thing as a movie. I have rather seen than, that. yes. Yeah, rather than um, watch it episode by episode, you can watch each season as one big movie. Or like a one-hour show, I guess it would be more. Well, that's really cool. Into. Yeah, I, I've been really. I'm. They also have um, every month. They have a new. Um, they got the guy who did Nodwick to do a um, comic panel of Nodwick from the Dragon Magazine. So they, there's new Nodwicks on there, and Nodwick is one of my favorite gaming comics of all time. And you can only get new content on their premium channel. Oh wow! Yeah, Nodwick's cool. It's a D and D story about a henchman. I like that. Yeah, a lot of meta D and D jokes. So, um, Michael, anything you want to promote, or what what nerdy stuff you're currently into? For me, honestly, I've I actually found this new guy. He does a uh, he tells a D and D stories from his past and like other fantasy games and stuff. Uh, Puffin Forest. I have been watching them. I watched one this morning while I was waiting for everybody to come on come online. I watched a ton of them the other like yesterday and i've watched a couple like right after work last night i i love his stuff and his stories are hilarious i am um, i think i sent the group one that he did where he actually took audio from critical role and animated it and i i almost died laughing it was hilarious and i don't know i think i sent it to the to our group chat as uh for the show and for the podcast and Basically, they're artificial. They're they haven't was artificial art artifactist. Uh, well, he has a he has a uh, basically a metal golem assistant, and they're in there talking to a shop. They're in a shop talk him and their Goliath barbarian. They're in there talking to a shopkeeper, and they're like, "Oh, you forgot the gift wrapping." And goes back to the back to gift wrap, and the golem comes in, and he has two unconscious, bloodied guards and he's like flops them down and he's and he's they're like oh my god what did you do he's like give me those and he takes them and he goes all right we got to kill everybody we got to kill everybody we see in the next 10 seconds what about the shopkeeper him too he's like hey i don't think we can we shouldn't we we need to not do that and he's like we have to this is that's part of it now we got to kill him he goes well uh, there's something we got to do something else we can't just do this 
And it yeah, just, I watched that. You put that in the chat. Yeah, I watched that. Oh my god, it was funny. He's like, I, I punch them both in the jaw for good measure. And he's like, yeah, their jaws are super broken. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I, I haven't watched that one. I didn't watch it when you shared in the chat. I'm bad about watching things people share in the chat. You need to watch the. You need to watch. Ryan. <laughs> you need to watch this one because this one I, is just. Like oh my the God. whole thing is that we share stuff in the chat. Like I thought maybe I was wrong. I we have the chat for communicating things about the show. That's what this is. It helps generate content, Brian. Exactly. Thank you, Michael. That's what I thought it was for. So that we generate content and bounce ideas off each other. So when we come and create a show, we have ideas. Erica, when you rose intimidation to make to, to make to force him to throw up. What? In the in the video, the party. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> roll a Constitution roll, natural twenty. You're trying to throw up, but it's not happening. Yeah. You know, somebody in the podcast has to take the place of the audience. So I have to be like. I haven't seen it and ask questions. So, you know, it's good that I don't watch things sometimes. That's your spin. <laughs> that's how you're spinning that. Uh, that's so shallow. I can see right through you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watch the video, Brian. Oh. Well, I don't know if you realize, but sometimes I actually pretend to have not seen the stuff you shared, even at times where you've ranted at me for not watching things. And not in this case. I really didn't. But <laughs> really, watch, but yeah, really watch this one. But no. Yeah, so uh, Puffin Forest, I, I really I, I could really get behind supporting his stuff because he's got some funny D&D stories. And that's really the only thing really like to promote right now. And as for doing nerdy things, I making thinking up more homebrew stuff for this Taldori campaign apparently I want to do. Yeah, the, the thing you just figured out you wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> like like two weeks like a week and a half ago, a week ago. So, you so mean I guess when I, Brian I, was like the best friend ever and gave oh me my, the thing. You did you really, listen really to wanted? the episode? I, I was did. like I was like I listened to Brian. every single episode that I am not on. Every single episode I'm not on. So I, yeah, Brian is like the bestest friend. I actually have a gift for him uh, from my loot crate that I think he will love. Aw, I, you know what, Erica, I'm right with you. I've, I've listened to every single episode I'm not on too. Which is none of them because you're on all of them. Although, he he has listened to every single episode. Well, in fairness, I told Brian that he could show me what he does. And then if he ever needs to take a week off, then I would... I've been thinking it. about that more and more, and I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm thinking about putting uh, Audacity on my laptop and and crash coursing through it just so I can record at least something for bonus content on my. Yeah, own. you can do it for bonus content, and and you'll learn how to use Audacity, which is great. I, the only reason why it's hard for someone else to do it is because you need two computers to do what I do. Yeah, I have I, two computers. I know I have you have three or two four. Computers. <laughs> it's sad I how many computers Erica. I have. I have two computers, maybe four. I do. Okay, <laughs> just the computers I have. I have my desktop that I built. I have my Ultrabook that I purchased a few years ago. I have another Ultrabook provided to me by work. Not that I would use it. I have uh, <laughs> a Toshiba laptop I that Toshiba. I haven't used in like six years. So, I mean... Yeah, I, I have four computers. Well, are you going to be able to be on the episode next week, Erica? Uh, I don't know. It depends on what time we're doing it. And what why, don't we're doing we do, it. why don't we do one where we both record it just to do like a test run? Okay, cool. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. I and just I'll, I'll walk you through the process. 
Exactly. Just we'll walk through the process, go through it, and run, do some test runs. So, and then that, what, that and whatever like editing idea. software you have, I can figure that out too. And then we can, you know, teach me, teach me your ways. And Audacity then, is free. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Audacity's. <laughs> that that and the fact that it's like really good professional level audio editing software and i know pros that use it over things like sony acid oh really yeah oh, wow. i didn't know that wow yeah. i just i just want to say while while we have been recording this and michael said stuff about his loot crate i was like oh what was in that loot crate and i went back and i looked at what was in the loot crate you were talking about with the rick and morty shirt mm-hmm. which then led me down a rabbit hole of other things that or for purchase from Loot Crate, and I just purchased a Legend of Zelda Gold Triforce scarf. What, oh, while you went doing this. through the you went through the loot vault. The loot vault, yeah. I you, was like, you oh. wasted a nerdy thing for next week. Uh, how is that wasted? Oh, that's true. You did bring it up on the show. Yeah, exactly. It's not wasted. Like, Erica's like completely. She'll probably go back she's... to the. Trust me, she'll probably go back to the loot vault and get more stuff. I'm to the point where if I do something nerdy on the day of the podcast, I do not share it because I nerdy things are precious. Nerdy I things are forget. hard to come by. No, for Erica, nerdy things are aren't hard to come by because she's the biggest nerd out of all of us. That is not true. That's not true. I don't what's know your office. What's your office Brian, decorated you get, with? Erica? You get a lot of nerdy stuff. My office. Yeah, what's it decorated with? Uh, I do have my X Files: The Truth or I Want to Believe poster in there. And all my pop figures and my Fallout uh, refrigerator that is Which under I my love. desk. You know and what Michael and I, Michael and I's office is decorated with? Not a damn thing. <laughs> well, okay, Brian. Actually, um, I'm recording in the extra bedroom, which might end up being like also like a re- little recording room, maybe office deal. And we're decorating it in Star Wars. I was talking about work office. Oh, yeah, what oh yeah, no, nothing office. nerdy there. You know my, you know what my office is a back room with racks that have foam, what we call foam trays that we call boats. That's I'd help you try and put a person. Well, since you don't place. have a work office, then your home office counts. Star Wars. Well, my yeah. home office has a crap ton of nerdy stuff. I got my pops. I got my My Little Pony dinosaur, my My Little Pony um, samurai painting. I got my, oh. um, oh god, what's the name of Lucy Liu's character oh, from Kill Bill? Oh, Randy Doctor oh, Who. Okay, well, we're, let's wrap we're, this we're, up, Michael. We're an hour and 31 minutes. Yeah. Let's wrap this up, guys. I was I was actually, right before she said that, I was about to jump in and be like, so that was actually a really good conversation. <laughs> now you have to say it again. Now I have to do this all over again. So, okay, I had a lot of fun with today's episode. I really, actually really like, enjoy talking about Rick and Morty, all the, all the, just the little nuances, the subtle, the, the subtleties in it, the nothing matters aspect of it had a lot of very fun i totally blanked on how to close this out ramble anyway. ramble stuff stuff ramble 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 shut the fuck up michael let's keep it short and sweet today i had a lot of fun talking about rick and morty guys uh, it was a lot of fun just the aspects that we were able to run through it made it a really great topic i really enjoyed i mean maybe as a season as the next season comes out or maybe two seasons we'll get back to this and talk about more about the changes it'll be great but for now i've been your host special mikey Long he was Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, everybody. God, he is so dejected. And Cursey Smurf Erica. Bye. And this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. And stay awesome. awesome. All right. Cut him off, Brian. Later, off say goodbye. Who am I cutting off? I guess you're mm. cutting off me. Okay, Erica, say goodbye, Brian. Come on. Bye.
her. Her off, Michael. Cut her off. Cut her off. Thanks for listening to our nerd show.